the word put, that's going to be our key word today, put. Put means to move or to place. So we're going to see what Paul wants us to do with the word put. So we're going to continue in uh, Colossians, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 17. Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 17. I'll wait till I hear some pages stop there. All right, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17. If then you have raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Here Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Then Christ, who is your life, appears. Then you shall also appear in him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, on account of those, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one, one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practice and have put on the new self, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek nor Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion-hearted, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one is in a complaint with, against each other, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of God Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and abolishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And whatever you do in the word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we just read that we need to put to death, put on a new self, and to put on love. To put to death means being able to put away the earthly things. And to do that, we need to spend time in God's word. We're going to Psalms 119, 105. I'm going to be going through a lot of verses. You guys don't have to follow me through all of them, but if you want, that's great. Psalms 119:105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible, God's word, is to help us and to show us the light and to show us the things that the world is using. 
The world is always seeking to eat up our time with TV, sports, entertainment, iPads, phones. And if the world's eating up all of our time, how much time are we really giving to God? I'm going to give you some, some numbers here, and it might be kind of mind-blowing. It kind of was for me. The world, our phone, we use on an average of three hours and 15 minutes a day. Television, 55% of Americans are on their TV for two to four hours a day. And shockingly, 22% are on their TV for four or more hours. We're also running our kids from here to there, sporting events, drama, you name it, whatever, on an average of six hours a week. And that would be all right. It'd be good quality time if our kids weren't on their iPhones, on their video games, or having their earphones in listening to music. And then... For the working people and parents, we only get 150 minutes, two and a half hours a day because of sleeping and all of that. That's it. That's all we get is two hours, two and a half hours a day with our kids. And if that's running them here and running them there and they're spending their entire time or we're spending all of our time on our phones, where's, where's our quality time with our kids? To say all this, the world is always fighting for our attention. Studies have shown with that much screen time leads to anger, aggression, depression, and other emotional pro- problems. With all that screen time, opens up the doors for sexual morality and evil desires as well. The stuff we watch And the stuff that is so easy to do with one button opens the doors for the devil to spoil the soil that God worked so hard to put out for us. Matthew 5, 27 through 30. Matthew 5, 27 through 30. You have heard that it is said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right hand causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of the numbers of your, of you than, or one of your members, sorry about that, than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, is cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to go into hell. If your phone, iPad, or whatever is causing you to sin, throw it out. I know I can hear the excuses. I need it for work. I need it for this. I need it for that. I need to communicate. But again, if it's causing you to sin, throw it out. And if you can't throw it out, set up boundaries. Set up healthy boundaries. Make it where you can't get to that site that you're tempted to. Make it to if you have an uh, accountability partner where you can hand your device over to somebody that you trust and they can look through it. 
Those are healthy boundaries that God has, wants us to do. Pray that the Holy Spirit can guide you in the areas that you need help with. If it's work and you're a workaholic and you're not spending quality time with your family, set up boundaries there. Have a coworker be like, hey, it's eight. It's the time. It's eight. You've been having eight hours. Let's go. You don't need eight and a half. You don't need that overtime. Go home. Have an accountability person. Kids, they watch and look at us parents and grandparents to see how much quality time we are spending in God's word. How much time are we giving God every day? I'm going to let you know right now that I am reading my notes. I'm not like Phil. So if I get scatterbrained like I just did, sorry about that. We need to put to death the things of the world. And once we put those things to death, we need to put on a new self. For Christians, putting on a new self means being compassion-hearted, kindness, humility, meekness. This is a hard list to follow. If you know me at all, you know there's a few things that I'm still working on to this day. And with God's help, I'm getting better, but there's some days that are harder than others, and that's okay because we're human. But again, with God's help and the Holy Spirit, we can override that. And we're going to go to Matthew 5, 2 through 16. And Jesus, on the Sermon of the Mount, gave us a great example of putting on a new self. And we like to call them the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 2 through 16. And he opened his mouth and taught, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for theirs shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who rival you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for you were rewarded is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, put, but on a stand and give light to all the house. In the same way, let the light shine before others so that you may see your God, good work and give glory to the Father in heaven. Here Jesus has shown us how we need to put on a new self. Here all these worldly issues, they all have a promise. If you're poor in spirit, yours is the kingdom of heaven, meaning that if you're Spirit's broken, and you're seeking God, 
God's going to show up and he's going to be there with you. If you're mourning a sin and you've given it to God, God, once you hand that sin, does not remember your sin no more. That is the trap that the devil uses to show that you're not worthy of Jesus. But Jesus did the ultimate sacrifice and died for our sins. So once we hand it over to him, God remembers it no more. If you're meek, meaning gentle, nowadays we call them pushovers. They're ones that trust God more and ask God to help them in their life every day. More than us bullheaded ones that aren't willing to ask for directions and think we can do life on our own. Know that we need to be more willing to ask God and not be such a, a bullheaded person. If you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, these are the people that are excited to see what God can do in their life. We need to be like these people, the ones that are just excited. God, what do you have in store for me today? What do you want me to do? They're looking for him every step by step. This last week, that was me for sure. Just being hungry and thirsty for God to help me to make sure I can, using your word and I'm giving it to you guys correctly. When God is number one in your life, everybody can see it. They call it a glow. I don't know if I glow, but it's present to the rest of the world when we have Jesus in our life. They can just tell there's something different. We don't even have to verbalize it. If you really have him in your life and you're showing it, you're asking for the new self, people see it and you don't even have to tell them and they'll ask you. And then that opens up the door. Each and every person has a personality that we can and use, that can and will be used by God if we allow it. Again, it was a year ago that I walked into Phil's office, actually probably more nervous then than I am standing right here right now. And because I had that call, and if I didn't act on it, who knows, you know, where I'd be. Because if we don't answer that call, then the Holy Spirit just will keep knocking and bugging and bugging and bugging and bugging. So be willing and able to be that call. When we choose God, we are to forgive others, just like the Lord has forgiven us. Ephesians 4, 32. Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. Here the Apostle Paul is telling us to forgive just like God has forgiven us. And then Jesus tells us the same thing in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive others your trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespassers, neither will the Father forgive you. And to be honest, like Phil said, I'm a combat vet. That one was a hard one for me. 
It wasn't until 2020 that I was able to forgive the Iraqi people for what happened to me and my battle buddies. But let me tell you, the day, I can remember the day I did that, the weight was lifted off. And I'm pretty sure my wife can even tell that there was a change. I used to be bitter and angry all the time. Once I gave that and I forgave them, the weight was lifted off. He had to clean me up first so that I would be ready for the change. Forgiving is a great way to put on love. When we choose to put on love, it means that we're willing to show God's love and put Jesus in. Let me reword that. When we choose to put on love and show God's love through Jesus, something in our body changes physically. We bond to Christ in a way that it's hard to explain, but he changes us on the inside out. It's like the covalent bond. Just so you know, I'm not a scientist <laughs> or anything. What I did, honestly, is I googled the most um, strongest bond in nature, and it came up with the covalent bond. The covalent bond is hydrogen and oxygen atoms. The electrons are not transferred from one atom to another. They are bonded. When this bond comes together, it forms water. And the reason I thought that was so interesting is Jesus is water. You know, he's, he, he waters us. He keeps us. Never mind. My brain went somewhere. Sorry. Okay. What an amazing God we have that he can make something out of nothing. He can take one atom, bring it together, and, and form water. It's just like our walk with the Lord. Here we're out doing our own thing, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit gets a hold of us, and he bonds us, us together, and we bond with Christ. He changes us, and then we become God's tool and become living water. That's the word I was looking for. Living water is better than uh, what happened to me before. God is in the business of bonding. I mean, just look around us in this room. Everybody in this room has been touched by God one way or another. When Christ lives in us, the world can tell that there's something different. And then once we become, and when we become, okay. I was doing so good, okay. Let's just go straight to 1 Corinthians. We're just going to skip that whole part. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient, love is kind. Does not envy, does not boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not, ins 
insists on its own ways. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now, instead of the word love, put your name there. John is, and go on, Tabitha is, Phil is, makes it a lot harder, isn't it? Love is so valuable to all when Christ is on our side that we're able to love and show love with God's help. Christ's love is so deep in us that we're able to teach one another, encourage one another, and worship together knowing that we're all serving the same God. God loves, loves us so much that he sent his own son to die for us. And we should be overwhelmed with joy and be willing to share God's word every day and to show him how much God loves us. I have a story that I'm going to read to you about a young lady that put Jesus first. She put off her sinful ways, made a change for Christ, and was making a difference in her circle of friends. And when she was asked the question, I pray that I have the courage to answer the same way she did. The question would not just shock her community, but would shock the world for years to come. It's been an inspiration for the last 24 years. I lost all my friends at school. Now that I have begun to walk my talk, they make fun of me. Rachel's journal shows her disappointment that the very people to whom she wanted to show Jesus' love turned away from her. But now she's gone without, but she wouldn't give in. I'm not going to apologize for speaking the name of Jesus. I have given it to him. If my friends have become my enemies for me to be with my best friend Jesus, then that is fine with me. I've always known that being a Christian means having enemies, but I've never thought that my friends were going to be my enemies. Rachel was a student at Columbine High School on the day the two students opened fire on her school. One gunman asked her if she still believed in God. She looked at him in the eyes and said yes. She still believed. He asked her why. He didn't give her time to answer before killing her. Rachel Scott passed her test. Because she did, her light reached beyond her school and around the world. Long before the time came, Rachel expressed her willingness to give her all to Christ. The words from her journal written exactly one year before her death tells about her commitment. I am not going to hide the light that God has put onto me. I, if I have to, I'll sacrifice everything. And the reason I share this story 
is here we have she put off her old self, put on her new self, and then put on love. She did all three things that Paul has taught us to do. And she's a prime example of what happens when she put on her new, put away the old self, her friends could see the change. They didn't like the change, but she was okay with that. She was willing to put on love and put Christ first. When we put on love, we need to be different. We need to be the salt and the light of the world. And that meaning when we're salt, salt adds flavor to everything. I mean, we add salt to cookies, and you never understand why. Try making cookies without salt. You add salt to everything in the way it chemically works, and it can change any recipe. And it's just like in our life. In our, with our friends. When we're the salt, we can just add a little bit of flavor and you can change the group. And when you're changing that group, it would be just like Rachel's group. They may push away from you, but that's all right because you'll find a new group that God has for you. When we're supposed to be the light, we're supposed to be out there just like Rachel and put ourselves out there where they know there's something different about her. And they're like, do you still love God? They didn't want to know the answer. They just wanted to know, and she said yes. And like I said before, I pray that I have the courage to answer the way, that way. And you may be thinking, well, don't you think because you're standing up here that you should be able to answer that? Not necessarily. Because when, when the bullets are sitting at you and you're no, and you've been through combat and you've been through that, just because you can say you're going to do it doesn't mean you're actually going to do it until you know you're right there. So I just pray that if that ever comes, that I can answer that the way the Lord would like me to. So as you go throughout your day and your week, think of the earthly things that you need to give to the Lord. What do you have that you can give to God that needs to be restored or made new? And how can you put God's love in all that you do this week? Is there a relationship as strong? Is your relationship as strong as Rachel's? And are you willing to die for your faith? If you have any questions, about your walk, or if you have any questions on how you can get a strong relationship, at the end of the service, we're going to have a time for you to come up and we can match you with an elder, or you can pray with Deanie and go to the prayer room. And you can go and strengthen your relationship, or if you don't even have a relationship with the Lord, come up and ask your questions. My challenge is for you guys this week is to put away your er earthly things. In my house, we're doing, with the kids, we're doing a one-month cleanse of electronics. And 
this message actually is what kind of stirred that up when I started seeing the numbers. Challenge yourself this week. Put your phone down, put your electronics down, put your TV down, whatever it is, and get in the Word for, if it's five extra minutes. If you're doing 10 minutes, do 15. If you're doing 15, do 20. Give God an extra five minutes and watch how he'll bless that. If electronics isn't your problem and it's work, then go home a little bit earlier. Whatever your problem, your earthly thing is, take a little bit away, give it to God instead. If you need to put on love, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit how you need to do that. 